It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. minutes and five seconds to get a three nothing lead in Pittsburgh tonight but then it took the Penguins less than 10 minutes to tie it back up now early in the second period Canucks and Penguins are even at three also Devils and Hurricanes 1-1 after one second period Lightning leading Columbus 2-0 Minnesota up two zip against the Rangers Kraken and Sabres in a 1-1 tie. Seattle beating everybody lately. Red Wings leading the Jets 3-1 start of the second period. Five minutes left in the first. Stars and Islanders are tied at one. Just getting underway. Calgary at St. Louis. Later, Sharks at Coyotes and the Panthers will take on the Avalanche. The Oilers practice today in Anaheim. They will play the Ducks tomorrow. It's right here on 6.30 Chet with the face-off show at 6 and the game will start at 8 and we got plenty of Oilers items to talk about as we move along tonight. Raptors lead the Hornets 35-34 second quarter just about to begin in Toronto. It's been a wild couple days in the Western Hockey League and the Edmonton Oil Kings got it on the fun this afternoon in advance of the trade deadline. So the Oil Kings have traded Dylan Gunther his rights anyway to the Seattle Thunderbirds for one player and seven draft picks. Now, you may be saying to yourself, read you cockamamie old goose. Dylan Gunther is playing for the Arizona Coyotes. Why would Seattle give up all of that when he might not go to the WHL? Well, some of those draft picks are conditional. And Kurt Hill, who is the GM of the Oil Kings, is uh, going to join me in the next 10 to 15 minutes here to uh, explain what happened and maybe give some perspective on uh, a very interesting couple of days around the Western Hockey League. We talked about it yesterday, that huge trade involving Olin Zellweger from Everett to Kamloops. Uh, Zellweger and another player going to Kamloops for four players and 10 draft picks. Zach Ostapchuk, uh, another local guy, goes from Vancouver to Winnipeg for four players and four draft picks. So uh, a lot going on in the Western Hockey League, but Kurt Hill will uh, give us his uh, thoughts on the Gunther deal, how that broke down. And later on, we'll be joined, with the, we'll be joined by the longtime play-by-play voice of the uh, Kelowna Rockets, that is Regan Bartell, who's been uh, calling games in the Western Hockey League for over 20 years. Because I want to say, have you ever seen trades like this, whether it's the deadline or earlier in the season or in the summer or, or whatever? Because just the... the 
quantity of players and prospects and picks changing teams over the last couple days has been pretty eye-popping. So we'll dive into that as we go along tonight. Of course, I am always happy to hear from you, and we will have uh, time for open line on the Oilers as we move along tonight. 780-496-0063. It's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. 780-496-0063. You can follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the show, inside sports at 630Ched.com. All right, so first of all, with the Oilers, Jack Campbell will start in goal tomorrow against the Ducks and Friday against the San Jose Sharks. He will be backed up by Calvin Pickard, who's been called up from the Bakersfield Condors. You may have seen this uh, talked about, reported yesterday, that uh, Stuart Skinner returning to Edmonton to be with his wife as uh, they uh, they celebrate the birth of a child. So that's uh, no Skinner for the next couple of games. A couple of games. Campbell will start both games. Campbell came on in uh, relief last night in what turned into a 6-3 loss against the Los Angeles Kings. Also, very likely to make his NHL debut tomorrow on the back end, a guy that's going to be hard to miss because he's six foot six, about 215 pounds. He has taken the long road to the NHL. 26-year-old defenseman Vincent DeHarnay, and he was uh, very excited when he found out he was getting called up. It's been it's been crazy. Um, just being able to tell my parents was just such a great moment, and obviously I, I would like to win uh, the game in Calgary. It, it, it sucked to, to to have lost that game, but. You know, uh, going into uh, to the the office and for for the for the coaching staff to to tell me I was getting called up it was it's such a great moment. I've been waiting for this moment, you know, my my whole life, and for it to, to actually happen, it was uh, it was pretty special. And I called my parents and I Facetimed my uh, my brother right after, and like just giving you know giving that to them after all the, the sacrifices they've they've done for me, it's just it's priceless. Well. Vincent DeHarnay, here's his story. Like I said, he's 26. He was drafted by the Oilers in 2016 in the seventh round, 183rd overall. You all know that a lot of seventh round picks, most of them, not all of them, but most of them don't wind up playing in the National Hockey League. So when DeHarnay was drafted, he had played a year at Providence College. He played three more years there in the NCAA. Then at the start of 2019-20, he uh, went to Wichita in the ECHL, just had a brief look with the Condors that season, and uh, then you know briefly with Wichita the next season, went to Bakersfield. He stayed there, and now he's going to get a chance to play in the National Hockey League. Tell you what, if, if he can hang in there, he's got a chance to stick around with the Oilers because he shoots right, and as I told you, he is a massive individual. So he's he's got the wingspan, and that's something the Oilers need. We'll, I mean, we'll see once he gets into an NHL game how he moves, how he stacks up physically, but certainly the size is uh, is tantalizing. And like I said, he took the long road to the NHL, and, and he was asked today, did, did anybody ever tell you, hey, man, maybe it's time you went and did something else? Maybe not you should do something else, but a lot of people said you're too tall, you're not quick enough, you're too slow. I've heard them all. Um, and again, it's just, it's just believing in yourself and just 
having fun with it. I think that that's the biggest thing I've done the last, I would say, three years pro that I've learned is just to have fun with it. You know, you can't think about it as it's a job. You, you, got, you just got to show up at the ring, put a smile on your face, and just have fun. Because if you don't have fun, what's the purpose of it? Some of the uh, more astute listeners to Inside Sports may remember Vinny DeHarnay being on this show last season while he was with the Bakersfield Condors, and you may recall that he had a very impressive and very positive attitude, and he's kept grinding away and kept going to the rink with a smile on his face and kept putting in the work, and uh, like I said, now that long shot to ever play in the NHL is at least going to get one game because it's very likely he debuts tomorrow against the Anaheim Ducks. Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Oilers, also coach Deharnay with the Condors and he's excited for the big man's debut. I'm happy for him because I got, got to see all the work that he put in along the way and, and hit those steps. Um, he's a very likable person, great teammate, um, commits to do whatever it takes to win. Um, he's been a big part of what's been gone on in, in Bakersfield in the last three years or so that he's been there. And I also think that um, you know, for young defensemen, sometimes they take a little bit longer, specifically defensemen that are of his type of size and ranginess. Well, yeah, size and ranginess. So hopefully those are a couple of DeHarnay's uh, strength. And, you know, he's glad, too, that he has some familiarity with the coaching staff. Uh, it's awesome. It's it just this is the practice yesterday. I was I was laughing every time Woody would would call it practice, even though it was, it was uh, mostly special teams. Like all those drills, we've I've done those for three years. So <laughs> it was yeah, the the first drill that like, keep away. We've we were starting with that drill at almost every practice. So it was uh, it was definitely good to to be familiar with the with the uh, the coaching staff. All right now, and here's another thing that's part of Deharnay's story. So he he's coming along, he sticks with it goes through the NCAA, becomes a pro, and, you know, in training camp, someone identified as like, well, maybe he's got a shot. Maybe he's got a shot to play some NHL games to help the Oilers with a little bit of depth on defense. And then he gets injured during training camp. In fact, he didn't come back till December. He's only played 13 AHL games this season, has a couple of assists, 19 penalty minutes. He's plus one. So maybe this debut is happening a few weeks earlier if, if he hadn't been injury, uh, injured and he elaborated on that setback at camp today. It was tough. All summer I worked, I, I worked very hard. You know, I was fortunate enough to sign my, my first uh, NHL contract after three years on an, on an uh, AHL deal. Um, and I wanted to prove to the, to the management that they were right. Um, so it was, it was tough. But again, you know, it's either you, you keep saying it's tough, it's tough, or you just, you know, you just deal with it. All right, well, he dealt with it, and uh, now he's ready to go. So what should we expect, though, once this guy's in the lab? You know the story. You know you know about the size. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, what are the strengths of Vinny DeHarnay? He's a big body that moves fairly well. Uh, he makes a good first pass. He has some poise. He's not afraid. Um, he plays, uh, plays hard, and uh, he's a very good penalty killer. Okay, so... Well, let, let's hope he's a good penalty killer because that has not been a strength of the Oilers all season long. I, I know that uh, Woody has said there were some positive steps lately. Uh, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll grant him partial agreement on that. 
but last night was an absolute disaster on the PK as the Kings went four for seven on the power play, and that is the main reason the Oilers lost that hockey game. So, yeah, if Vinny Darnay can kill penalties, he's probably going to be on the Oilers the rest of the season. Maybe he'll just go on the ice only in those situations because, uh, you know, that's obviously been one of the things plaguing the Oilers this season. So there's a lot to talk about with this team. We are going to talk about it. I want to dive deeper into the PK and a couple of other issues, but I wanted to start with something positive tonight and I do think that's Vinny DeHarnay and his story and his journey to the Oilers and now uh, like I said uh, very much expected to make his debut tomorrow night against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. I'm at Rogers Place by the way I don't know if you mentioned that you, I mentioned that you can probably hear the uh, the background noise Kurt Hill the Oil Kings GM is going to join me in a couple of minutes Oil Kings are taking on Moose Jaw with the puck dropping at 7 o'clock tonight Oil Kings we know it's a tough year for them they had lost 16 in a row got a great goaltending performance from Logan Cunningham to uh, beat left bridge in a shootout on Saturday and Cunningham is the uh, projected starter again tonight for the Oil Kings. Okay, we'll call a quick timeout and Kurt Hill is coming up inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, the WHL trade deadline this afternoon it was not a quiet one it was uh there were some major major stories and a lot of them surrounding edmonton area kids or your edmonton oil kings well i guess this trade we're going to talk about concerns both edmonton kids and the oil kings kurt hill is here he's the gm of the oil kings nice to see you yeah thanks for having me yeah it's it's good to talk to you so dylan gunther was traded today i'll just give everybody the trade here Dylan Gunther, Jordan Ramsey, and an eighth rounder go to the Thunderbirds. The Oil Kings get 2007-born forward Koji Gibson, a fourth rounder in 2024, and then six conditional picks, including a first rounder in 2026. That's the summary without giving all the years. So can you explain the conditions on this on these picks? Yeah, the condition part's pretty... Uh pretty simple it's if uh, Dylan Gunther is returned to to the to junior hockey to the Western Hockey League this year that all those picks would be our property at that point okay so he's been playing with Arizona the whole year well except for the, except, yeah. for, except for the world juniors so well I guess maybe this is more of a question for Seattle if I ever get to talk to to talk to them, but they're clearly willing to invest that if if he comes back. But I, I mean, I'm looking at this like, I don't know, is he going to go back at this? Because they have to send him back before March 3rd, right? Correct, yeah. The deadline would be the NHL trade deadline. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. How long were you working on this deal with Seattle? I would say that this, I started work, let's put it this way, th since the end of the World Juniors, Arizona had pretty much given me the idea that there was more of a possibility that he potentially could be sent back. So, not a 100% possibility, but that, like before the World Juniors, it was like, it's probably a long shot, because I, I talked to them, I'm like, I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything, because if for some reason you guys decide to send him back, 
Um, clearly, we've, what we, with what we've done with our team here, I mean, we're probably not the place for him to come back to right now for obvious reasons. So, um, you know, once the World Juniors were over, I don't think they wanted that to be a distraction. And they had a little bit more time to, I think, think about it. And it said, they said, you know what? There's a possibility. It's something we might consider. So if you get the opportunity to move him to a team where he's going to play longer and could go to a contending team if we decide to go back, they'd like me to do that. So then I started exploring that the deal more recently here with some of the teams that are contenders in our league. Okay, uh, so you mentioned some of the teams. That was my next question. Uh, a fair assumption that there were, I don't know if you want to give a number, but several teams interested in having Gunther's rights. Yeah, you know, I think, again, this is a conditional deal where um, teams were going to go do their due diligence with other other deals that were the sure thing first, right. which you knew. Like, you knew that was going to happen. They're not going to take the chance on this if it's not 100%. Uh, well, and they can go get the 100% thing. So I almost needed those to kind of hash themselves out first. And then once uh, once we got through that process, it was, you know, there were still five teams in the mix that wanted them. And I was dealing with those teams over the last 36 hours here. Okay, so so fair to say the Zellweger deal, the Ostapchek deal, I, I mean, maybe to a lesser extent, even the Doc deal that involved multiple draft picks, what, what effect did that have then on the market or the ask for Dylan Gunther? Well, it's certainly, again, at the end of the day, if Dylan Gunther was coming back before the 10-game mark, um, we would have got a lot more for him. Like, if it was a 100% sure thing that he was coming back, we would have got more. But the reality is that, uh, you know, Arizona's not 100% sure yet. Um, there's, a, there's a possibility. It's not a sure possibility, but... In, this deal, I think, uh, you know, we get a pick up front. We get a, a prospect we really like up front. And you get the possibility to add six more picks if it's eventually the direction that Arizona wants to go. Okay. Um, how many years now you've been the GM here? It's a bit of a blur for me. Yeah, it's my fifth year. Fifth year. Okay, yeah. I was thinking five or six. Yeah. Have you ever seen a deadline like this? Because I've talked to a few people around the league. They've seen some pretty big moves. They, nobody has told me they have seen the quantity of picks moved, whether conditionally or moved for sure. Well, I mean, I, before I was here, I was with Chicago for a year and with the worked at the league office for four years. Right. So certain, certainly I haven't seen right. this quantity. I think obviously the year when Regina hosted the Memorial Cup, there was a lot of, I would say it was a similar deadline to this. There were so many teams loading up that... Um, I don't think the quantity of picks was moved, but I think there was a lot more quality young players at the time that could be moved that were moved. Since then, the rules have changed a little bit. So now, with having absolutely no chance of trading a 16-year-old, um, you're a little bit hand-tied, where now it's the ante on picks becomes a lot higher. And okay. um, yeah, to, to say that the, you know, I was looking at the, the Kamloops and Everett deal the other day, and what Kamloops gave up for those two players, I mean, it's more than we, we gave up for Gooley, Sertif, and Prokop combined last year. So it's a pretty, that was a pretty big move. So let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll apologize in advance. I know sometimes I get ahead of myself with my questions. But as the GM of Western Hockey League team, though, is, is there any part of your brain that, I, I don't know if concerned is the right word, but are you thinking like, oh man, is this where we're headed? Where teams are going to say, well, last year they traded 10 draft picks. This year you better trade me 12 or 14 for this player. <laughs> oh, I think there's going to come a point where it's going to, 
it's just going to mark it out. Like, I don't even okay. think teams are going to have enough arsenal to be able to continue <laughs> to, point. to trade more. I mean, I guess the only teams now are, I mean, Vancouver's got seven first-round picks now, so I guess they could step up. They have play. seven now. Oh, that's that's almost a third the of them. Yeah, they got seven. Oh, not in one. Four oh, years. Next four year. Okay, yeah. so not all in one year. But so I mean, but I still, mean, if those yeah. teams really want to go take swings next year because they think they got a chance. I guess it could continue to trend that way. But um, yeah, it was an interesting deadline. I'm sure one of the things that comes with that is just the fact that Kamloops is hosting the Memorial Cup, and it's just the year that there happens to be a lot of really good teams. Like I don't know, last year teams, not as many teams loaded up, and I don't know if maybe us getting to it early and making that Gooley and Pro Cup deal early maybe told teams, hey, we're out on this. Like this, we'll do a couple tinkering moves, but Edmonton's really, really got a team that they think's going to be able to have the chance to win, and then everybody else, it didn't seem like it got that aggressive last year, but this okay. year it just seemed like everybody, there's five or six teams that I think have a legitimate chance to win. All right. The way I interpret that as well is that you, you are politely telling me I may be getting a little bit ahead of myself, that each year might have its own vibe. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's probably real concern with some guys around the league, and then you might have... Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox onabotulinum toxin A prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents on average eight to nine headache days a month versus six to seven for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. I'm sure it's probably a, uh, one of those things that's probably split three ways. Right. There's probably seven guys that are like, well, this is what it is nowadays. This is the new age. And then there's seven guys that are like, well, we'll see what happens. And there's seven that are like, this is crazy. All right, uh, just a couple quick ones on your current team. I, I interviewed Logan Cunningham last night. I believe he's going to go again tonight, the young goaltender. Tell me about acquiring this guy and your, uh, how he projects. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we obviously were in a situation where we needed to find a young goaltender with uh, Alex Worthington just uh, taking, a, taking a leave of absence from the game right now. So, um, you know, we have a, a strong relationship with NAX. Obviously, we have a scout that works at that academy, and they're right here in Edmonton. And uh, we've had a lot of players play there, and he's a guy that played at that academy. So, um, you know, they had nothing good but good to say about the person, the work ethic, the coachability, teachability. So, uh, you know, when you get into a goaltender market, you only have so many options. It's There's only so many in the league. And, uh, you know, he was a guy that was available, and he checked a lot of boxes for us. So I think, uh, you know, here early on, he's played well. And, you know, we are hoping that he could, could project to be a, a guy here in the future. And, look, we last, well, last three or four years, you guys were exceptional. We knew what this year was going to be tough. Despite the record, are you, are you, do you see positive things? Do you see some building blocks in place? Do you see a f your future with a lot of this group? I certainly do. You know, the last three games, I think we've played uh, played really good hockey. The guys have been together a little bit more. And even that's <laughs> we're saying that, too. We're actually we were pretty banged up. And going into Lethbridge, we had five 16-year-olds playing and 10 forwards dressed in 6D, and you find a way to win the game. So uh, that was a big gutsy and gutsy effort. Showed a lot about the character in the room. But 
When you see young guys like Hodnett playing the way he is and Ethan McKenzie, I mean, there's lots of positives to look forward to. I like some of those 04s we brought in with some of the moves here this year. They're, uh, I see them starting to gel a little bit more. And, um, you know, that's one of the things with making as many moves as we had. It didn't. It's never really gotten consistency in our lineup. And now I'm starting to see the same guys play together a little more and some of that consistency is starting to, starting to make games a little tighter. Curtis, great to see you. Thanks for dropping by and, and filling us in on the Gunther trade and and, uh, and the a very uh, very newsworthy WHL trade deadline. It's great to yeah. see you. Thanks, Reed. Inside Sports on Chet.